Hi everyone, this is Samrin and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. Today we are going to be previewing the game between Bayern and Borussia Dortmund in the DFL Super Cup, which yes, many of us might think of as a glorified friendly, but at the end of the day, starting off the season with a trophy means a lot to either side. And this time, there's something extra on the line. First things first, the game will be held at Borussia Dortmund Stadium, Signale Duna Park. As a side note, I really, really miss calling it the Westfalen, and accidentally, I'll still call it Westfalen from time to time. So, why is more on the line this time? Julian Nagelsmann is still winless as Bayern manager. At the beginning, it was sort of a joke. Yeah, he didn't win preseason games and in a table compiled by uh, a, in a table compiled consisting of all the results, all the preseason results of the Bundesliga clubs, Bayern finished dead last, winless. Now, Julian Nagelsmann is in his first season and he got really the toughest match that you can ask for in an opener having to play Borussia Mönchengladbach at Borussia Park a fixture that Bayern tremendously struggles in a fixture that Hansi Flick struggled with when he was manager it's always hard so um, the 1-1 wasn't a bad result to kickstart a campaign the team looked rusty but Nagelsmann really really needs a win there's been rumors and some news filtering out that he's asking for some transfers particularly that of Marcel Sabitzer from RB Leipzig but it's so early and Bayern has put faith in him for five long years Bayern I can't remember Bayern ever taking that risk with a manager as far as I can look back, I think with even with Otmar Hitzfeld, it may have been a two-year deal, a one-year deal when he signed for the second time. Bayern doesn't take these kind of risks. Even with Pep Guardiola, considered by so many as the best manager on the planet, Bayern afforded him three years. So Nagelsmann got five. And things, it's very early, but things aren't looking great. So a trophy, a win over what is considered... Bayern's uh, biggest rival in the Bundesliga by most. I could make a case for Arbe Leipzig at the same time. Uh, a win against Dortmund would really help his confidence. On the other side, Dortmund has been a quasi-challenger for years. Many times they've looked like the real deal, about to win the title. But it's just not happened. Whether they have fallen away in the middle of a season, whether they've fallen away at the end of a season, whether they've had a bad start, it's just not happening for them. Sometimes they make wonderful starts, like they did this season. And they started last season with a brilliant win against Borussia Mönchengladbach, which left me a little bit bitter. I love Gladbach, as most of you know, who read who who read things I write. Gladbach holds a special place in my heart. But that was a convincing display. That being said, from what I have seen of Dortmund so far, it is very emblematic of what I've thought of Dortmund for years. Very, very, very exciting going forward. Pretty suspect at the back. And Dortmund has reason to be suspect at the back. They're just 
riddled with injuries over there to the point where Axel Witzel, who normally plays in defensive midfield, had to take a center-back slot to maintain their back line. There's not much trust in either either of the two fullbacks, Felix Paslak and Nico Schultz, and uh, that proved problematic against Eintracht Frankfurt. But tra- their transition game was so on point. When you have Mo Dahoud, and Jude Bellingham in defensive midfield, you can expect transition game to be excellent. And let's not forget about the quality of Marco Royce. Uh, Arling Haaland is brilliant, but he doesn't do it all on his own. Marco Royce is is an excellent, excellent player. And had it not been for injuries, he would have won so much more. His pride probably stopped him from coming to Bayern at some point, but my goodness... Marco Royce is that type of footballer who can warm everybody's heart. He he really is brilliant and he showed it in the opening game. There was nothing more symbolic than the captain of Dortmund who loves Dortmund with all his heart scoring the opener against Eintracht Frankfurt in a less than filled but yet very, very loud Signal Iduna Park. In Dortmund's opener against Frankfurt, Torgan Hazard was the chosen winger on the other side. Uh, Gio Reyna had a part to play now that Jadon Sancho has left the club. Han hasn't missed a beat. He really hasn't. I don't even know if he went on vacation. He was just, he was as brilliant as he had been at the end of last season. And my goodness, he can't stop scoring. The thing about Han is he's physically so imposing. That just take away the speed for a second and take away his finishing ability for a second and take away his unselfishness for a second. That physical ability is enough to terrorize a defender. Ask Dayo Pamecano, who he absolutely terrified in Leipzig's two matchups against Dortmund. It if it almost feels like that Upamecano has no answers against physically imposing players. What happened to him after Marcus Thuram entered the game against Borussia Mönchengladbach is another example. He could have given away a penalty. Thuram almost scored. It was just not fun to watch. But Haaland's supporting cast, like I said, is also very difficult to stop. Haaland can occupy space. He can find players. The connection between Royce and Haaland almost reminds me of Mulindowski, Thomas Muller, and Robert Lewandowski sometimes. Royce knows almost blindly how to find Haaland. And that connection is still pretty new. It's... It's not been long since Erling Haaland joined Borussia Dortmund and because of all the rumors, all the transfer rumors surrounding him, sometimes it's forgotten. Regardless, Dortmund enters this match with a shaky backline. Emery Chan is probably going to be out. Mats Hummels is out as well. Um, that being said, they got a very good keeper in Gregor Kobel. Dortmund played a very high line against Eintracht Frankfurt, but Kobel was not afraid to come out like Manuel Neuer and know exactly when to and when not to come out. Frankfurt's attack, despite the absence of Andre Silva and his move to Leipzig, is one that you have to watch out for. Daichi Kamara, Philip Kostic, these are not easy players to play with. Even Rafael Santos Bora, despite everything that, despite all the pressure that Frankfurt was under, he had three good chances and Andre Silva puts away at least two of them. Uh, Felix Pastak scored an own goal for, uh, for 
Frankfurt in that game, so I don't know what Dortmund is going to do, but they're just, I mean, there wasn't much Passlack could have done, but they're going to have to stick with Passlack in the back line against Bayern. Despite all of this, the excellence of their transition and how well they move forward means that they can compensate for a not-so-extraordinary back line. Remember that when Bayern won the sextuple, the back line was just a little bit suspect. David Alaba did score an own goal against Barcelona, and he did make some very suspicious errors in the final against PSG in the Champions League that season. Um, on the Bayern end of things, we found out that Luca Hernandez and Benjamin Pavard will not be back until after the international break in September. It's very disheartening news, but it is not quite as disheartening as it could be because of Joseph Stanisic. Stanisic, uh, I thought was amazing when given chances by Hansi Flick last season, but he really seems to have convinced Julian Nagelsmann. He definitely convinced me with his performance against Borussia Mönchengladbach. He moved forward enough. I prefer one fullback to be less attacking than the other, and it and on the end where the fullback is more attacking, I would prefer a slightly conservative winger. Uh, feel free to disagree with me on that one. When Bayern won the Champions League, they had two very attacking uh, fullbacks on both sides with Joshua Kimmich and Alfonso Davies, but at the same time, Kimmich. I would say is about as defensively solid as he is going forward as a fullback, much like Philip Lam was, and that's that's unique. That's that's a gem of a player. That's just so rare to find. But Stanisic is a win-win in my book for now, and hopefully he comes up with another very good performance against Dortmund. In the middle, Sule Nupamikana stick. I think I th I think it's not time yet for Tanganyanzu to get a start, but let either Nagelsmann be the judge of that. Bayern looked rusty in defensive midfield with um, Goretzka, with Leon Goretzka and Joshua Kimmich. That is definitely going to be the defensive midfield pairing, and it's not like they have a plethora of options to choose from right now. It's not like Marcel Sabitzer signing has gone through, although I doubt he would play there. And uh, Mark Rocca is out as well, so there's not much that Bayern can do. Now, the wingers. Oh my gosh, the wingers. Casey um, Coman looked pretty good when he came on against Borussia Mönchengladbach, but I think Nagelsmann is going to stick with Leroy Sané and Serge Gnabry for a couple of reasons. One, he knows Gnabry and he has faith in Gnabry. Gnabry really blossomed in his time at Hoffenheim and that's how when he came to Bayern he was full of confidence and able to excel. On the other side, Sané is someone the club almost needs to succeed this season, particularly Hassan Salihamidzic. He pushed so hard for this transfer and I think, if not Gnabry, I think Sané does retain his place for this game. In between them will be Thomas Muller up front with Robert Lewandowski. Not much doubts about that. Bayern played a slightly less higher line than I have seen them play in the game against Borussia Mönchengladbach, but the transition game was not of the highest quality. They had many chances, don't get me wrong. Bayern produced many, many good quality chances. But a, Bayern were not clinical enough, Jan Sommer had a great day, and but then again, um, that's what keepers are there for, right? I, I never buy into the argument that, oh, we didn't win a game because the opposition keeper was so excellent. Well, isn't the keeper the part of, part of the opposition team? The, the keeper having a good performance, the defensive midfielder having a good performance, the striker having a good performance, whatever, all equivalent in my head. So yes, Jan Sommer had a great day. Um, 
Manonoy also made some crucial saves, let's not forget, and Marcus Turan missed a 100% chance, really. But uh, at the same time, the rustiness kind of, sort of, pervaded the team. It's almost like Bayern was playing with shackles on. I Need No Name did a very good job of explaining it in the post-match podcast. So, I don't know if the shackles will come off. I don't know if the rustiness will die down. But I feel like Bayern just sort of needs to play with more freedom. I feel like there's a little bit of a fear with Dario Pamecano at the back. Like, Pamecano is adjusting. Other people want to help him out. Steinsic is new to the system. Well, not so new coming up from Bayern 2 and all. But it's it's a little bit confusing. It's much of the same and yet different from Bayern. So, uh, and I don't know how press-resistant Bayern will be. Because when Gladbach pressed, they got results. They didn't do it as aggressively as Dortmund did to Frankfurt. But Dortmund played a high-energy style, reminiscent of Jurgen Klopp, almost, against um, Eintracht Frankfurt. And their opener, they Frankfurt couldn't breathe and watching that game I thought Dortmund could have easily scored seven or eight I was scared that double digits might have been a possibility I I really was scared for Frankfurt that day and Oliver Glasner is no slouch as a coach so for his team to suffer like that was quite something to see on the other hand uh, Marco Rosa I I don't like him because of the way that he left Mönchengladbach but he is a good coach I don't no, if Dortmund will have the same kind of pleasure pressing Bayern as they did against Frankfurt. Bayern is definitely more press resistant. But if a rusty, tired Bayern shows up, that may not be the case. Just, it really also depends on how Dortmund is mentally feeling coming into this one. There seems to be almost a mental block against Bayern sometimes. Even when they held the 2-0 lead last season and they let it slip, you started thinking, wow. And when when Dortmund went 2-0 up in that Bundesliga fixture, you could sense that they got conservative and they pushed further and they were pushed further back and they were just pinned back and back and back and you could sense that Bayern was going to come back and win that game. So I don't know how up for this Dortmund mentally will be, but they're coming off of two excellent wins, one in the Cup, one in the Bundesliga. And I see that they can do more. Also, Marco Rosa is a coach who has beaten Bayern, but then again, what Gladbach manager hasn't at this point. So, Bayern will be pressed incessantly, but there is, for once, Bayern has a high line they can take advantage of. So, I would say Bayern needs to go after that high line. Bayern needs to go after the fullbacks with the pace of their very own fullbacks. Bayern needs to go after the center of defense. Uh, Axel Witzel, as good as he was against Frankfurt, is not a central defender. He's not a center back by trade. Uh, he's definitely worth going after and testing more. Whenever Frankfurt came forward, the few times that they did against Dortmund, that back line looked nervy, looked very shaky. Uh, although, with Gregor Kobel's form, I don't know how much damage Bayern can do, especially with the form of their wingers just... just basically it's hard to even talk about Bayern's wingers this season and it has been hard to talk about Bayern's wingers for a while I can see Dortmund winning this I can definitely see that based on their performance against Frankfurt but different game different team I don't 
I don't really know how Bayern will come out and approach this. Julian Nagelsmann's Leipzig kept getting hammered by Dortmund no matter what competition they were playing in. And Upamecano's nerves leaves me feeling very, very nervy going into this one. So we'll see what happens. Um, with that being said, this is a really big game. And if Nagelsmann can get his first Bayern win under his belt in this game, it might set the tone for the entire season. If Bayern loses this one, expect a few questions in the boardroom. Expect a few questions to be asked of Nagelsmann. But it's early on in the season and we'll see how it goes. Well, that's it from me. Thank you so much for listening. I'm looking forward to Tuesday. I hope you're also looking forward to Tuesday. It, whatever happens, the Super Cup between Bayern and Dortmund, any game between Bayern and Dortmund never ceases to amaze me. There's always surprises. There's always amazing goals. There's always drama. So make sure to tu tune in. And of course, uh, just as a reminder, Bavarian Podcast Works will be with you throughout the season. Be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for all of your up-to-date coverage in Bayern Munich and Germany. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks, at Jefferson Fenner, at The Barrel Blog, at TommyAdams71, and more. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you.